The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. Why did you not call me immediately? Because I didn't know what you'd do, and I was afraid that there would, would be like some sort there. of immediate consequences. Yeah, no, I would absolutely have driven right over there. That's why I'm not even telling you where it is. D- that's not even you fair. You know where I live, so you know it's somewhere between Sarah, our studio and my apartment. You know I love samples. You know I love free things. And there's free samples on the street. Why I mean, would I not be there I immediately? I think that they were free. They were. There was nobody there, and a couple of the packages were opened. Like, people had clearly been taking them. Well, if they're on the street, and they then were some they're sort of like property. fancy sparkly water too like some brand i hadn't really that's didn't recognize that's alley property you need to tell me where this is and i need to get there immediately <laughs> hello everyone this is fun employment radio i am greg nibbler here with sarah x Dillon. thank you so much for tuning in today wherever and however you listen it is so fantastic that you do so of course we are live here five days a week on the fun employment radio network and then available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found and thank you for finding us we have a lot of stuff to get to today uh, but i do want to say this tell me Thank you to everyone who goes to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicks on the Audible link, Sarah. Oh, my goodness, For the wonderful audio books. There are so many on there, and if you click on it, I believe you get not only one but Two free audiobooks oh, now. I think with that's a free the trial. Fa- I think that's a fact, Greg. Two audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah and I, when we went on our trip over the weekend, we were listening to uh, was it Heart Shaped Box? Heart Shaped Box by which we still Joe. Have, what's the name? What's uh, the name? But by Joe Hill, who Joe is Hill. Uh, Stephen King's son. Stephen but King's son. It, it is really difficult to listen to an audiobook, but it's fun. But, but with another person. Yeah. Because Greg and I have to keep waiting to listen to it together, so we have to spend more time together. It's like bonding. Well, we can play it here in the studio. I know. So like we'll it. we'll be working on stuff and we'll sit and listen to our book. Mm-hmm. Like two old. Oh my god, we are like two old people just sitting and yeah. listening to our stories. Judas coin went down to the corner. That accent. He was mad about Miss Georgia this time. Yeah, I wish see, somebody I else was. If you have listened to Heart Shaped Box, um, the guy who the, does the voice on it is really good. His his voice work is amazing. But Greg thinks that he sounds like him. I don't know, Judas. This just doesn't his name seem isn't Judas, right. It's Jude. Oh, Jude. And Georgia. No, it's Judas Coin. Yeah, but oh, it goes Jude. by Jude. Oh yeah, okay. I don't know, Jude. This doesn't seem right. I'll tell you what, Georgia. This isn't going to work out well for either of us. I was dating Florida before this. See, I sound just like you him. You sound if so you want that to download, the worst impression. If you want to hear a good version of that, you should go to Audible. Uh, well, first of all, go to funemploymentradio.com. Mm-hmm. Then click on the Audible link. Then buy Joe Hill's book. Also, it's fucking disturbing. So just uh, FYI, it's like not an easy, mm-hmm. it's not an easy listen. We need to make our way to the dead man's suit. We got to find the source of this, Georgia. And she had those, those squiggles in front of her eyes. See, I'm, yeah, you just don't have any idea what you're doing with it. But either way, Wait, that's okay. What? Yeah. So, and see, you What do. you do is you have to do a deep voice, and then you also kind of put in a little bit of, like, sling blade in there. Like, um, you know, get me some potted meat. It's going to help me out. You know, I need some hard candy to help you pass the time. like you're using the bathroom. No, like that's. Have you ever seen Sling Blade? I don't think so. Seriously, you've never seen Sling what Blade? Is, I don't know. Billy Bob Thornton's movie? I don't think so. I'm not a big fan of Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, but like this is face. his. This is his movie, though. The one that made him famous. Oh, that made Angelina Jolie want to bang him. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. No. Well, Sling I Blade. They were married. Sling Blade takes place in the South, and it's this. He's this. Uh, he's a special guy who who got locked up for. Killing my mama with a sling blade. Some people call it a Kaiser blade. I call it a sling blade. Yeah, I killed my mama with it. You know, and so he he gets locked up. Okay. And then he, uh, <laughs> and then he. Somebody just said in the live chat. By the way, if you're a live supporter, uh, a member of the Funnel Point Radio Supporters Club, Starman in the live chat just said sling blade taking a dump. That's what it sounded like. So 
No, it's not quite that bad. But so so anyway, Billy Bob Thornton's character, you know, he walks around like this, and he's got his pants all hocked up when he talks like that, and he's real special. And he gets out of gets out of the insane asylum and he needs a job. And so they give Why him a job. Why is this good? And then uh and, but then things happen in the in the town. John Ritter's in it. Uh Dwayne or not uh what's his name? The country singer Dwight Yoakam is in it as well. It's a it's a They're good. Really not pitching this very well. It's a except good for movie. The John Ritter thing, which I John Ritter was a treasure. Yeah, John Ritter's fantastic. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Okay. And then Billy Bob Thornton, go get me some hard candy to Can help pass the time at night. Can you please stop bad impressions of things? Because you've wasted like five minutes of everybody's lives attempting it's, to sound like something that you. Don't. I have thought about going as that for years. I used to think about going that as that character for Halloween. It might be a little offensive. Offensive now. I don't know if it would work. But uh, yeah, it's anyway. That's how you do the voice on that. Back to what we were talking about at the beginning. So Sarah knows that I have an affinity for free things, especially free samples. If you listen to the show, you are well aware how much I love free samples. Greg does love free samples. I love free samples. And the um, issue is this. That uh, by the way, Mr. Jenkins in the live chat said it's a pretty good impression. Just to get back to that, oh, real quick, just to drop was, that in there. He did so. not say that. So there was a time, I believe this was last winter, when I was walking around downtown when oh, the whole city winter. was like like snowed out. Are you sure it wasn't autumn? It was last winter. Okay. Why? Well, you said that, like it's weird that you say the season and not the month. Like I, I don't, don't know. know whether it was December or January or. I don't, I don't remember what in month it was. In the spring before last, I stumbled upon a gentleman who gave me a tithing. That's not that odd to say the season. I don't remember the date. Do you say autumn or fall? Is autumn fall? Fall. Fall is autumn, right? Oh, my God. I can cut this out of the video if you want me to. Uh, no, yes. Fall, fall is the same as autumn. Yes, fall is so autumn. So why, why, why does it have two names? I, I don't know. Why don't you know. say autumn? Why do you say fall? I don't. I say fall. I don't say autumn. Is it like a soda and a pop thing? It could be. I feel mm-hmm. like on the East Coast, that's kind of a. That's kind of what maybe they say autumn. More. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, in autumn. Go see the autumn leaves. I don't know. It's fall here. I think I'm going to switch my lexicon to autumn. I'll be like, oh, I just love autumn in Portland. That sounds weird. You sound a little pretentious. Is that your I favorite? know my favorite. Even though I am not, uh, you know, British or anything, and not this isn't going against anyone. Like I know I have Canadian friends who spell it like this, but yeah, but they spell it like nothing, that in Canada. Exactly. There's nothing more pretentious than some white girl from you know middle of Oregon who starts spelling things favorite, F A V O U R I T E. I'm like you're not you're not tricking anybody. Like you know how to spell it. You mm-hmm. you you came up in the same school as mm-hmm. me. Like let's just not trick ourselves. Okay, no, that that's Sarah's you know what bothers you too. Uh, so anyway, yeah, what, what, where are we going? Okay, so anyway, it was last winter that I was walking downtown and there was a man handing out free yogurt, and so I had the free yogurt, and then uh, you know I took that, I brought it back to the studio. It was delicious yogurt. And by the way, this is street yogurt. yogurt that a stranger gave to Greg, who didn't have a car or like a truck with the yogurt name or anything, just like some stacks of yogurt. Yeah, he was handing them out. And then you brought them, and then you ate them. Yep, I did, and they were delicious. street yogurt. There was a couple of different flavors. There was lemon and strawberry. And then on top of that, we had uh, our our fine listener who wrote in saying that uh, he found the street meat. We had the street meat from James. Yep. And have we heard back from James? No. So we don't even know if he survived by eating street meat. He found some wrapped meat. If he did, I haven't seen the I haven't seen the email. James Street. Meat. So he ate street meat. Now, 
the the other thing is this. It's that on top of all of this, the street meet. Sarah today tagged me in something on Twitter, and I am pretty upset with her, to be honest, about not telling me where this is going. Sarah saw free street food. I will call it food, but whatever. A free street drink. And there's a whole palette of this, and Sarah will not tell me where this is. So, mm. Sarah, can you tell me where what is this? No. Well, no, tell, oh, tell everybody I will what tell it you. is. Well, thank you. I was uh, having a very pleasant walk to work. I've, uh, this is starting to be my, you know, new new me, new healthy experience. I'm going to try. I'm, I've been trying to walk to the studio because it's about a mile and a half each way. It's like a good what? A new me. A new me. With your power walking group. With my power, power walking. walking club. Yeah, I have like, look, I have my running shoes on. Yeah. With my, yeah. Uh, with my scrunchy socks and my leggings. Uh-huh. I'm killing it with my walking outfit yeah. today. Yeah, knocking yeah. it out of the park. Knocking it out of the park. So anyway, I was doing my power walking, listening to uh, my Audible book, Bossy Pants by Tina Fey, which is amazing. And uh, I was kind of walking, and I lo and behold, I see this, this thing glowing before me. I'm walking in a street that I don't usually walk down. I'm not quite sure what street it was. Could be this way or that. Somewhere between Belmont and Division. Somewhere in that vicinity. Between Belmont and Division and 30th and 12th. Okay. Somewhere in that vicinity. Somewhere in there. And uh-huh. I'm walking. I'm like, what is that? Are those like cans of like soup or what something? Is what is that? As I get closer, I realize... Oh my gosh, I see like little bubbles on the sides of the can, like, you know, uh-huh. drawn on bubbles. And I see something saying like seltzer water, and they had all different flavors. I saw a raspberry one. Was it New York seltzer water? No, they weren't bottles. Unless they have just started, have they started canning? Oh, I think they started canning that stuff. Oh. You know, I love, I love me, like, clearly Canadians were my favorite back in the day. New York seltzer is right behind them. If you are saying that this is a whole thing, like pallets of this, so it's these pallets are just on the street. Like, how many pallets? Um, it, I have the picture. If you can figure out how to share the picture on there, if I can do it. Uh, not well, we'll, right we'll now. We'll attach we'll it to the more. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, I don't know. There were like giant pallets of probably like 120 and there were probably like 12 pallets. Like it was a lot. It was a lot of sparkly water. Okay. That's. So this and there's nobody guarding this sparkly water. There's nobody out there. I kind of stood around because I took a. So that's not for personal use. If there's that many pallets, what? I think it was New York Seltzer. Are you kidding me? I'm looking at the can. It's free New York Seltzer just sitting on the side of the road. Okay, now does somebody own this? You're saying that there's nobody around. There was nobody. That is ex. Yep, that can. That's New York Seltzer. That's the new good stuff. That's the good stuff. There was a lot of it. Like, that's better than LaCroix or any of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sarah. I mean, why? Did you grab any? No, because I didn't know. I mean, it was just all sitting there. But you said other people had clearly grabbed some. Yeah, I mean, there were some and of them like that were open. And these are, like, giant palettes. Like, this isn't near, the... near a business or anything like that. All right, let me see. Yeah. Was it near a business? It was not near a business, no. So this there, is just so, on All the right, I just posted a picture of it in the chat. Okay. Yeah, that's, oh, that's like 30 pallets there. Uh, at least, yeah. Of so I don't 30, know. 30, oh, at least flats, there, there's a lot flats, more. There's a lot more pallets. than I thought there was. Thirty flats of, or more, of salt water. That's clearly meant to be for samples. Then obviously somebody wants you to take that stuff. Here's here's my other issue with this. Um, you know, this could be either samples or it could be, uh, you know, fell off the fell off the boat, fell off the truck. 
You know, I got some seltzer water that fell off the truck. I've been watching a lot of Sopranos lately. Jesus, so that's when what are you I'm not watching The Sopranos? It's like every other day you bring up watching The Sopranos. I put it in the background while I work because I've seen it so many times. Like, it doesn't really matter to me too much. So I, I don't think this is stealing because I believe this is probably samples. Yeah, Keelan says, Greg, damn it, sir. Why didn't you start stealing like the other people who were stealing it? <laughs> there's a guy, you know, maybe there's a guy. There, who would uh, who would be wanting some help with this thing? He wants to help unload some of these. That's what I'm saying. This could be. I mean, maybe I was uh, like I actually discovered it between the loading and unloading. Okay. Because it was I don't know like nine o'clock in the morning, so it could have been like somebody dropped it off. Like Frankie Kimma dropped it off early, and then they were supposed like you know, and then Joey was supposed to put it in the back of the truck. Yeah. Before you know, like right after it was dropped off, but uh, he left it out there. Like Joey slept in a little too much. Well, that means finders keepers. I mean, I could have I could have taken my truck down there and thrown a couple in there because I highly doubt that's personal use. Although, if I were that rich, I would probably have pallets of it that would be thrown in. Really, you would use that? I would think that you would just have like a big sparkly water maker. Yeah, I like that too. But I like the idea of like that when you open it, like like the can the can noise. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Mike just said, "What if?" Uh, what if some group of kids is looking for their free donation of seltzer water? I know, didn't take any. Walk-a-thin? I don't think that's it. I think clearly there's some kind of a soprano situation going on, or this is for, these are free samples. Either way, if it's on the street, if it's on the street, it's not on anybody's property. That's fair game. What do you mean? Like, so if you see someone's bicycle on the maybe street, they just but didn't it's want not, it like anymore. locked up. Does that mean it's your bicycle? I'm not going to take a bike. We're talking about a seltzer water here. We're talking about a seltzer water. Yeah, but I mean that's probably important to the person who purchased pallets of it. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm I'm thinking if it's out there. Would you really take it? Had somebody else already had? Like, was it open? Where I mean, one of the packages was open, but I don't know if there's nobody around. There was nobody around. I mean, they're always. I mean, we're in. And it's on the actual street. It's not on somebody's property. Yeah, it was on like one of the. like Ooh. one of the side streets You're asking, between. You're asking me in a real moral quandary here in all reality. I mean, if there's nobody around and it's on the actual street and there's like that many pallets of it, yeah, I probably snap one off of myself. Yeah. What one six pack or like one? Mm, oh, you... I'd have to ascertain the situation. You have would to stand see how much you could carry. I would stand there for a few minutes and look around and be like, huh. And then, like, try to make it make it clear so that if I'm on camera, like, oh, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Is this, who owns this? And oh, it must be for free samples. Oh, okay, are these. Oh, it must be in the middle samples? of a neighborhood for free samples. For free so samples you can tell nobody what you think about the sample. Yeah, and then if they then if you know to cover myself for down the track, you know, da- down the line, if I were to get into some trouble for it, and, you're totally OJ Simpsoning it right now. Well, if I did it, if I were to do it, yeah, I would uh-huh. probably. Uh, you know, grab it and then and then swoop, speed right off. I'd probably take a look. I would go for whatever one is easy and open. Brahim and Hannah <laughs> say, and this is, uh, you have nailed Greg. You have nailed Greg in his moral quandaries. Uh, Brahim and Hannah say, Greg only acts ethically if he thinks he's on camera. <laughs> no, that's not entirely true. I'm I'm very, I have, I have morals and ethics and all of that, you know, buzzwords. But what I'm saying is... I would probably take it. Are you saying you would not? No, I would not. Multiple pallets. Okay, here's the situation. No, because I am always afraid. I, want a yes I am no. afraid of getting arrested. I want the yes I don't or... want to take something. Let me just set it up so that we have an ab- absolute understanding of what we're talking about. Okay. 
there are, say, 30-plus flats. There are a lot of flats. That's like, what, Times like 24 like cans thousand? per each. I, I mean, mean that... I, I don't know. There's probably more than 30 on there. And we'll say there's 24 cans per flat. So it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of cans. A lot of cans. And the, they're sitting there on the street. No one's around. On the street, not on a sidewalk. And one of them has already been ripped open because somebody took some. Thank you, Vicky. Actually, Vicky just points out the obvious, which I didn't even it didn't occur to me. So thank you. She said Sarah's already proved that she wouldn't take it. Because Is it I, because you were afraid? No, because I could. No, because I'm not going to take something that doesn't belong to me. But they're free sam. I mean, they could be free they're samples. Not free they're samples. for the neighborhood. It's a gift for the neighborhood. It's not for the neighborhood. I'm like randomly on like 17th and Salmon, <laughs> which is not where it is, by the way. Like, oh, oh, well, you know what? I'm sure that these people walking down the street might want to steal some free samples. Well, of who's their garden this thing? I mean, isn't this really the person who was supposed to be guarding it? Oh, Keelan says headline, local degenerates caught stealing from wedding delivery. <laughs> degenerates. Degenerates is a good word that's not used enough. Yeah. Uh, you degenerate. Um, huh. I had, well, okay, then they should have had somebody that was watching their stuff. So since, like, years ago someone stole my scooter because I left it outside, I should have just been standing out there watching it the scooter. entire time? This isn't a scooter. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, why why, do, why are they just leaving this out there on the street? This is a city of samples you give to the neighborhood. Maybe it's community seltzer water. If you're walking through, you're part of the community. Yeah, that'll really help the homeless problem. Like, oh, I'm sorry, you don't have a home. Take a can of seltzer water. It's flavored. It yeah. tastes like raspberries. It's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. <sighs> well, anyway, that's what I'm saying. I think it's entirely fine. <sighs> to grab one. Yeah, I probably would grab one. I probably would. What would you do if somebody caught you? Oh, sorry, I thought there were free samples. That's what I would say. I become instantly the dumbest person on the planet. Oh, That's sorry. What I do. That's what I, I thought do. these were, uh, they were giving out free samples down yep. the street. So I thought it was part of that for a uh, free sample. For free sample day. day. Yeah. <laughs> I just make something up and then they're like, uh, okay, no, these are not free samples. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, my mistake. I'll, I'll put it. Put it back over there. No, and then that I is, turn around and like. Whoop, whoop, whoop. That is exactly what I do too. Play like, dumb instantly. Exactly. Because like one time I think I, I was trying to get, I was buying an apple and like it, uh, I thought it had rung up both apples, but then it only like rung up one of them. So I got like two apples for the price of one. And someone's like, oh, I think that you might not have like scanned them. I'm like, oh, I was so sorry. I didn't know. Wait, you steal apples? Oh, I don't steal apples. It didn't scan properly. <laughs> How many apples do you steal when you buy apples? I don't eat what a is lot it, of like, apples. Two for the store, one for Sarah? <laughs> Two for me, one for you. Yeah. No. No, I'm just saying, but in, in hindsight, if I accidentally do something that might not be completely above the board, then yes, I do play a little dumb because it's very easy to believe because I'm not that bright. It's, that's not true, but you are See, I've tricked you. playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> you play the game. Hmm. All right. Well, are we just bad people then? I, you, that's all on your side of the table. I'm not stealing anything from anybody. Okay, if I ordered if a, I 130 <laughs> pallets of, or whatever, of sparkly water, I would not leave it on my street without expecting somebody to, to borrow one or two. I would expect that would happen. What, are they just going to, is that where they're going to store them? I'm sorry, are they using that as their refrigerator? 
if this is actually owned by somebody, well, then maybe they need to learn a lesson and I need to walk away with a raspberry New York seltzer water. Maybe that'll, that'll teach them a little bit. <sighs> Someone's attractive cousin said, Greg and Sarah are Jerry's parents in Seinfeld. Nobody pays for everything. <laughs> <laughs> We're going right. to Del Poca Vista. <laughs> Sometimes if I know I'm having another coffee later, I'll take a couple equal packets and put them in my pockets. I don't th- <laughs> equal packets. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that, uh, you know, they're going to send you up to the state pen for the oh, equal no. packets, but you never know. Oh, no. All right. Okay. Well, we need we have a couple other things we need to get to. This is way too long on seltzer water, but I would take it. Let us know what you would do. I want to know if people would take it or not. If you take one, given those circumstances, would you take one? Um, something I did want to talk about, completely switching gears before we go into some world of crazy. Uh, yesterday. What? Stephen Hawking passed away. Oh. Yeah, which is a, is a big deal to me. I very, very much enjoy Stephen Hawking, and obviously he's one of the you know most incredible minds of our entire time. I know this is a weird transition from what we were just talking about, stealing seltzer water, but we're multifaceted. So he, uh, yeah, he passed away. It's, it's, um, it's one of those things where what he did with his life, like there's not much more you could really want mm-hmm. like, out of that. You know, obviously with his terrible disease and survived 50 years after that, and with his mind like opened up the way, you know I love space, and you know I love talking about the universe and everything about, especially space and in physics in general and space. And he did so much with his life. It's just, um, it's, it's just absolutely fantastic. And, uh, and yeah, I, I had written something on Twitter and, and Facebook about him, just how, you know, what, what that means, like what he had done for, for all of us, for humanity, this is, goes beyond whatever kind of religious belief you have, whatever, you know, politics. And I just wrote, you know, what an absolutely incredible mind. He helped shape the way humans view our place in the universe and gave us a little more understanding of how it all works in the grand scheme of things. And there's not much more you can ask for in a life than what Stephen Hawking did. Oh. I don't know. It, it, it was... Uh, well, I know this was a big one. Like, I, I this is a haven't big one. seen a lot of, like, since probably Prince died. Uh, yeah, he was after David Bowie, I think. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I haven't seen this many people posting about... Well, I mean... He's an incredibly Death. brilliant mind, and in a world where you hear less and less about the incredibly brilliant minds and you hear more about the idiots, it's uh, kind of a sad day when you see that pass. Not mm-hmm. that there aren't other you know, brilliant people still out there. Um, That's They true. need to be getting more attention, too. Like one of the most brilliant minds passes on the same day that one of the most idiotic minds is talking about space forces. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. Exactly. It's that combo of things. And... I mean, for me, like he was, this is so stupid, but I mean, I, I loved his Into the Universe show. He had three, I think there was only three episodes. It's the only thing I've ever bought off of iTunes because I could find it. I found out about it and you couldn't find it anywhere. It was the only place I could get it. So I was like, oh, I have to have it. Mm. And I've watched it over and over and over and over and over. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was just him speculating on, on different things in the universe and, and how it all works. And then his warnings about aliens and all that. His warning is that we shouldn't be... Throwing out the welcome mat to aliens. Oh, they're not going to be here. a good thing. His comparison was the other civilization is going to be so advanced, it's um, beyond us. He's, he compared it to when Europeans came to the Americas with their technology and what happened to the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. It's like it didn't work out too well for them. It's not going to work out well for us, and he doesn't think. So we should just fly under the radar while yeah, we can? Yeah, that's pretty much what, what he was saying. He's yeah. like one of, his, one of his theories, like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be. Saying, hey, we're here. Come over here. 
<laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. What's going on? You want to be friends? Because yeah. if they can make it here, they're going to be a little bit more advanced than we are. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. Lots of, lots of things of that. I, I, I don't want to talk too much about it. I just want to bring it up because uh, it's, uh, no, it's a it big day in the history of humanity Yeah. For, for what he has done for humanity. And so uh, he is gone, but that his teachings will go on. I'll leave it at that. I love it. Um, let's, let's so get now back you're really going to gonna make me follow this with like get back my, to, my hey, stupid stories? You know what? I bookended it with stealing seltzer water. Might as well go to World of Crazy. Oh, whoops. I, I pulled the wrong thing anyway. I was listening to – I was actually distracting, so I was listening to you talk. I'm like, Greg is so inspired. Like it's an inspiring talk that you're having right now. Thank you. You're well, welcome. he's an inspiring gentleman. Um, hi. It's, hi. It's me. I spend my time watching Lifetime movies. <laughs> <laughs> Neville's in the live chat. Definitely need to focus less on what dumb people say to you. Let's go to World of Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's the delicate Damn. balance of trying to be a comedy show that, that our entire thing is to take focus away from just a distra- to be a distraction. And every now and then there's some things I... <laughs> Hey, everybody. Well, anyway, <laughs> talking about the universe and shit, this is going on in Port St. Lucie. Oh, I don't have any Port St. Lucie. Don't have one. All, okay. right, All right. Yeah. All right. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Stillen. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, my first story is about pizza. Ooh. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? A recent study has now come out that claims that pizza... Is a larger motivator than cash money. Oh. If people are promised pizza in workplaces, they are more likely to get the work done even when they are otherwise promised cash. Pizza is more of a motivator. Wow. Which I mean, I how of, much pizza and how much cash are we talking about? You know, I got at my cater waiter job, sometimes when we're doing a really long shift, my manager will order pizza and he's like, all right, we're getting pizza in like an hour and a half. And it does make me like work a little harder because I know that delicious pizza is coming my way. Hmm. Well, I guess, you know, because money is money. Wait, and do the we need to change up the Fun Employment Radio business model? Do I need to start rewarding you with pizza? <laughs> well, I do still need to pay my bills. Sarah, if you rewrite the about section on our page, get a piece of pizza. Now you're just being rude. Now I'm going to get stabbed. Mm-hmm. It is so pizza is the biggest motivator and uh, can make people more productive at work when used as a stimulus. So the discovery was made by a psychologist named Dan... Airly, in his book called Payoff, The Hidden Logic That Shapes Our Motivations. So uh, Arley's experiment offered four separate groups of employees at Intel uh, rewards for increased productivity. One, uh, one group was offered a bonus of $30, another pizza, another compliment from their boss, and the last group was offered nothing. So Arley found so in this contained study, controlled study, uh, he found that pizza, as opposed to cash and compliments, was the biggest initial motivator. So it increased pro- uh, productivity by 6.7%. Uh, wow. As opposed to everything else that did wow. nothing. That is kind of fascinating. I mean, I do love pizza. Oh, pizza's delicious. Well, speaking of pizza, Greg, do you know what um, what today is? <laughs> what do is? Do you remember what today is? What? Oh, yeah. You make a full circle. My clock is analog, not digital. I'm not a square. I like circles. I eat cereal from my cereal bowl. I like to count one, two, three, four. Counting on and on and while I'm walking. 
outside into a stop sign. What a horrible design. It's Missy Harry on all eight sides. 360 degrees. Topped with pepperoni. I can't make my mind up. Which piece should I take? Ready? It's pie day, pie day. Gotta get round on pie day. Everybody it's pie day, Greg. 3.14. <laughs> it is indeed. Pi Day of 2018. Pi Day has been celebrated since 2009. If you don't know what pi is, pi represents the ratio of a circle's circumference to its diameter. It's an important part of the foundation of mathematics, most importantly geometry, where pi is key to equations calculating the area of a circle. Why the voice? Various ancient civilizations calculated approximations of pi, including the Egyptians, Babylonians. There's even reference to the dimensions of a circle in the Bible. But the first calculation of pi as 3.14 is attributed to Greek mathematician Archimedes, who lived in the 3rd century B.C. How many numbers on pi? Pi is a mathematical constant, meaning it isn't changed by the size of the numbers it's used to equate, and is irrational, meaning it has an infinite number of dib- digits that digits. never repeat. Digits. digits. The rise of computing technology has led us to an arms race of sorts to calculate ever, ever more digits of pi. The current record was set last year by Christian physicist Peter Trube. Calculated pi to two, 22.4 trillion digits. How can you celebrate Pi Day? Oh. You can celebrate it by eating circular foods, <laughs> such as fruit pies and pizza. That's in support of pi. It's the number. It was recognized by Congress in 2009. Eat pie, dress like Albert Einstein, or participate in a day of pie-inspired activities. So that's what's happening. Was there a little song by there? Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was a cover of uh, that was a parody of Rebecca Black. Yeah. It doesn't say who it was. It just says Pie Day, Rebecca Black spoof. All right, next up, out of Oregon, out of Lakeside, Oregon, uh uh-oh, an Oregon woman was booked on domestic assault charges, thank you to Logan, who sent this in to me, Uh, this past weekend after deputies say she, quote, used a can of tomato sauce as a weapon and beat up her husband with it. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Did she throw it? Did she use it like close quarters? Well, this is uh, fair maiden Catherine Levine, 53 years old, of Lakeside, Oregon. I think it's close to the coast of the coast. I think she might be a coastie. I'm just I'm getting a little coasty vibe here. Uh, it is in Coos County, so yeah, that is mm. that is definitely on the coast. Well, Catherine near Le- the coast, at least where Lakeside is. Catherine Levine of Lakeside could also face additional methamphetamine possession charges. Uh, what? I am shocked. In well, here's what County. happened. Well, deputies were called out to Coos County Friday evening on reports of an assault that had happened. Coos they- Bay's. Yeah. It's very beautiful, but it's kind of yeah, it's, it's kind of messy. Yeah. Uh, they learned that Levine and her husband had the Gresham got- of the Southern Oregon coast. Cool, I'm not trying to talk. Yep. Uh, that Levine and her husband got into a fight at about 3 a.m. when all good things happened. Uh, what happened is she came home late. He asked, where had she been? Where you been? A probable cause, the document states, based on evidence at the scene and other witnesses who were home at the time. Investigators say they believe Levine threw canned goods at her husband and at one point even punched him. Well, while pace, uh, placing Levine under arrest for assault, too, she asked to put something back inside the home. Deputies say they saw her hiding what appeared to be a baggie of meth in one of her hands. Oh, Lady Catherine. 
Well, she was booked in the Coos County Jail on $250,000 bail. And her case will be sent over to the district attorney's office for additional charges of unlawful possessions of meth. Meth. Have you ever been to uh, Coos Bay? I think so. It is. It's very pretty. I mean, it's on the coast, and it's there's a lot of really great stuff down there. And you're near the Rogue River, and but uh, yeah, it's it's got a rec- reputation. Mm. Yeah, she looks pretty uh, Coos Bay. No offense to anyone from Coos Bay. You need to do a fun employment radio trip to Coos Bay, maybe. I mean, it is our closest port, St. Lucie. I wouldn't go that far. I don't know if we what have that Oregon's much. What would be Oregon's Port St. Lucie? Oregon's Port St. Lucie were enough. I mean, Portland. Rockland. Really? If you had to pick a neighborhood in Portland. Port St. Lucie, by the way, is the place in Florida where we see the most crazy stories come out of. Um, and we really want to go there someday. I, when we take Fun Employment Radio on the road, we're, yeah. we're going to Port St. Lucie at some point. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be on the road in Alaska in just a little over a month. FunEmploymentRadio.com slash Alaska if you care to join us. Please do. There's uh, All the details are right there. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, I don't know what would be. Yeah, other than Portland. Good talk. Yeah. I don't right. have to think about that. Okay. Well, I do have one final story. I kind of, you know, peaked with my pie, my pie day song. Uh, but this one, Greg, you're just talking about uh, Stephen Hawking, of course, who, who just passed, who was talking about how we never want to welcome aliens to our planet. Maybe yeah, you want to be careful with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is why, because do you know that there is a newly declassified video that has just been released? Yes. Obtained by a research company shows fast-moving UFOs off the East Coast being tracked by two U.S. Navy pilots. Yep. It's unclear what the object is, and the pilots are heard laughing and shouting as they're attempting to track it. Wow, what is that, man? One of the pilots says in the video, look at that flying. The footage was released late last Whoa. week. Sorry, the, that was my pilot wait, voice. To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science. Isn't that Tom DeLonge's group? Uh, yeah, yes, it is. Tom DeLonge, of course, ex-singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Blink-182. Uh, Blink-182. Yeah, I tried, to get, I tried to write him to get him on for an interview. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, the company Didn't said answer. the footage was. I'm shocked. The footage was captured by a U.S. Navy um, Super Hornet using their I don't know whatever that was being operated by a highly trained aerial observer and the weapon system operator with whom the government had spent millions of dollars to train. The organization notes that the object had no wings or a tail and left no exhaust plume. Oh yeah, so here it goes. The Stars Academy of Arts and Science. To the stars, I think is what it is. Or... Oh, to the. I'm sorry. Thanks for correcting me, Greg. I mean, I'm not quite sure what it's called. I believe it's like To the Stars Academy of Arts Maybe and Science. Maybe I've written him. Well, it's founded by Tom DeLonge. Oh, here we go. The rock star, formerly a Blink-182, and currently in the band Angels and Airwaves, that I've never really been a fan of. Yeah. Other co-founders include Jim Semivan, a former senior intelligence uh, member of the CIA, and Hal Puthoff. <laughs> you could laugh over there. It sounds like I'm saying it wrong. It sounds like I'm saying it with a lisp. Puthoff. Really having fun with that one. Hal Puthoff, who had advised NASA and the Defense Department. Uh, Navy Times, the Defense Department, had no comment on the video. Last year, the New York Times revealed the existence of a secret Pentagon UFO program. 
that ran from 2007 until it was shut down in 2012. Mm. The report included similar footage of unknown fast-moving objects tracked by pilots. Chris Mellon. (laughs) These people have amazing names. A former deputy assistant secretary of... a former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence in the administrations of Bill Clinton and George W. Bush said, Is it possible that America has been technologically leapfrogged by Russia or China? He serves as an advisor to the STARS Academy of Arts and Science, but he does say they do not know if it was a UFO or if it was a Russian vehicle. I'm done. Very nice. That's it's real quick end there. I mean, how can I make it any better than it was? Well, yeah, it's very hard. All right, should we do I some mean, ball talk? You know, you've done the best job. <laughs> kind of peaked. Yeah, that you ever have. I mean, I go on. Yeah, it's a good point. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Got a lot of things going on in the world of ball talk today, but we're going to focus on one thing, and it's this. The Fun Employment Radio Tournament of Champions ah! starts tomorrow morning. If you have not filled out your bracket, go to funemploymentradio.com slash TOC and join the battle to win second place to me. Join the battle to beat Greg and shut him the hell up. Second place to me. I came up with my team name. We're going to take a look at team names okay, here. In a I was kind of proud of it. I will take a look it's and not, let you know if you should be. It's not great. It's not great. All right. So uh, the tournament does start tomorrow morning. 64 teams competing down to the final four, of course, ending up with one team being the overall winner. If you lose, you're out. It is a one loss tournament. So that's it. The very winning team will not have lost during this entire thing. And where we're at right now with this. So we've got a couple of things. So I just want to give out some facts. This is one of the the overall favorite team is Virginia, and then along with Villanova, Xavier, and uh, who's the other number one? Uh, I forgot because <laughs> I didn't have it pulled up in front of me. Uh, so anyway, a lot of favorite teams in there. Now I'm looking at the list right now. We have wow, we have a lot of people in there competing. Yep, and we'll go through those here in a minute. Mm. Uh, so in the meantime, though, I just want to give some facts about. Wait, so one of, the teams, one of the teams that you've named so far, is that one of your top teams? Is that someone that you have winning? I'm not going to tell you. So we can't see what other people have picked until you they You cannot start, see right? until it goes live, until the very first game starts, and then you can't touch your bracket after that. I never touch my bracket. Like I just, I went through and, and picked all of mine in about 30 seconds. Yeah. And then just locked it. Kansas, that was the other one. Sorry about that. Kansas is the other number one team. So there's four number ones because the bracket is broken up into four separate regions for the tournament. The South, the East, Midwest, and West. The teams that compete in those aren't necessarily from those regions. That's just where they're put. All right, a couple of facts about the tournament. It's estimated that $10 billion will be wagered. Bet. Whoa. On the tournament. All right, that's a lot. $10 billion. 98 million different live video streams of March Madness will happen. Oh, I would imagine. Across platforms. It's so hilarious to walk around seeing people just walking down the street, running into things, watching things on their phones during March Madness because everyone's obsessed with watching every game. Well, and the reason is because it's one of these tournaments where anything really can happen. So you have those four favorite teams, but 
there's going to be upsets galore, and that's what's really fun about it, is a team from the middle of nowhere. Like, there's one now, uh, Loyola, Chicago, which everybody say, nobody knows what that is, like where that school I mean, obviously, you know where the school is because it says Chicago, but nobody's really ever heard of that school, and they're in the tournament this year, and they could be one of the ones that upsets somebody. They're actually speculated that they might upset someone. Yeah, so, I'm looking to see if I picked them or not. Okay, and we'll see if Sarah did or not. So there's there's a lot of teams like that, though, that are kind of uh, the the ones that people are going to root for. There's Lipscomb. Lipscomb. Iona's been in it several times, but random schools that you'll never normally hear of. Like Bucknell's, the only time I ever hear of that mm-hmm. is during this tournament. Murray State. You know, a lot of, Radford is another one that has made it into the tournament. And oh, like, yeah. Who, where are these people? Anyway, so, so lots of different teams that have made it in there. We'll talk about the bracket here in a second. Just a couple more facts about it. 20% of the people who watch March Madness games um, say that they watch them from their office bathroom at some point during the day. Oh. So causing a loss of productivity. People at work will watch, go to the bathroom. Oh, I am it. not stoked about the two bathrooms on our floor when this starts. And people are just going to be Well, yeah, but here, I mean, who's going to be in? They can watch it in their own place. In our office building, nobody's, nobody's going to be a hardcore boss in one of these rooms. I'm a hardcore boss, and I'm in one of these rooms. You can't watch the tournament right now. A couple of notes about that betting that's going to be going on. So there are, you know, people favored to win the tournament. Lots of bets will happen. I've got a bet going with uh, our friends Tristan and Scott Daly. Oh, what about? Right now. Uh, Well, we created a separate little bracket challenge. What's the bet? Five bucks a piece. It's not a lot of money. Oh, I thought it would be something, like, embarrassing. No, I'm not doing, no. I just want their money. And I'm going to take their money. Their money will be mine. That's the end thing. I won one of these last year, and so I'm addicted to you last year. Tristan did not. Don't lie. I don't know if he beat me. You do know that he beat you. Don't lie. I don't know about that. You do know, and don't be a lying liar. Yeah, well, history will have to be the judge of that one. No, history is the judge of that one, and when you look back in history, Tristan won. There's a lot of prop bets. There's an over-under on uh, the number of wins from the five teams nicknamed the Wildcats. There are five Wildcats in this tournament. Kansas State, Kentucky, Davidson, Arizona, and Villanova. All Wildcats. I was a Wildcat once. One of the high schools I went to. Really? Mm-hmm. There's three t- teams nicknamed the Tigers, Clemson, Auburn, and Missouri, and two nicknamed the Bulldogs, Butler and Gonzaga. There you go, sir. Just a little bit of facts. Thank you. Some fun facts. Fun facts for you. All right, let's get to the tournament itself, which is the Fun Employment Radio Tournament of Champions, of course. You didn't say it right. The Fun Employment Radio Tournament of Champions. You, too, yeah. can join this if you do it in time by going to funemploymentradio.com slash T-O-C. Do it now. Do it now. You're running out of time, and you'd be like, oh, I'll do it later, and then tomorrow comes, and you can't do it anymore. And it is pretty fun. It's a pretty fun little uh, little tournament. We I can't wait there. to see what everybody else, like, this is kind of the waiting, because I know what I've picked. To see who they picked? But as soon as, like, Are you going to say who you picked? No. Why not? Because. I'm not going to say who. Are you going to say who you picked? Mm. See? Exactly. I'm not going to say mine. I don't want people to copy me. That's the problem. Because they'll be like, oh, well, Greg picked this one, then obviously this is must be whose. Well, I don't care if anybody copies me. I just don't. 
I still want to hear I not until it starts then people will be like, "Oh, why did you pick that? That's a horrible choice." Yeah. I'd rather not I'd rather just keep my stuff locked now and then people can make fun of me when I can't change it tomorrow. Hmm. All right, well, it's a couple of the names of the brackets that we have in here that we may have named before. We have got uh, Greg's Bot Army, the Shifty sh- Shifty Shit Apples, Street Meat, Tequila Guys, Cheetos Rage, Don't Touch Me There. Okay. That's from oh, a there's a basic bitch bracket. Taco Town, basic bitch. Mm-hmm. Revenge burrito. Kyle's not a clue. Kyle's not a clue. What does that mean? Shame chips. I like that one. Shame chips. Well, Kyle means it's probably like Kyle, his name's Kyle and he doesn't have a clue. Oh, Kyle's not a clue. Oh, yeah. There's tasty street yogurt. Oh, yeah. Tasty street yogurt. There's also, uh, there's well, there's quite a few in here that have been there's entered into the- old school granola bars. <laughs> That's me. I'm old school granola bar. Um, did you see the name of my? I must have missed that one, Sarah. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what it is? I named my bracket Sarah X Killing It. Terrible. Sarah X Killing It. Terrible name. <laughs> Picks from over the ice wall. It's from Sebastian. Up in Canada, craft dinner. Oh, I like Brent. Brent has picker. the best. Greg's Gimp. Brent has the best. Hobo Granola. <laughs> no, Brent has the best name. It's just called I Only Want to Beat Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's Russian mob neighbors. Lots oh, of. Oh, no, I lied. And then William has craft dinner. I just said that one. Well, I don't listen to you. Okay. And I kept trying to talk, and you kept talking over me, so maybe that's why. Okay. All right. Well, McPiggy in a blanket. Lots of good names. The bottom line is this. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash TOC. You, too, can join this amazing tournament and compete to get second place to me. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. I'm pretty sure I finished ahead of T last year. You did not, Greg. I'm pretty sure I did. Stop. I'm I'm telling you, I think I did, actually. You, I don't, I, actually, you didn't. And you finished behind me, too. No, that was the year before. I did not finish behind you last year. Mm, I think that I did pretty, no, you did horribly in our bracket, and you did good in the landmark one. No, I did good in the landmark one, and I'm pretty sure that I, I won in this one, no, too. you did not win. You did I not think win I did. anything. I think, I think Just I did. Just because you I'll keep repeating yourself doesn't mean that's going to be true. Mm, I'll have to consult the uh, stats on this one, but I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I won. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Of course, if you're a Fun Employment Radio supporter, you can go into the archives and listen to the exclusive content that we have in there, content and videos, and a live stream, and a 24-hour live stream, and you get to listen live to the other shows here on the Fun Employment Radio Network, including Geek in the City, which is live tonight at 6.30 p.m. You can join in the the chat. Listen to them live as they talk to whoever their amazing guest is this week, or maybe it's just them. Also, congratulate Aaron uh, when he's on there because he won. Remember we were talking about the crab races and yes. uh, Garibaldi? Yes. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yesterday? Garibaldi. Mm-hmm. He won one of them this past weekend. He, he actually went to the crab races and uh, did one of the races, and he actually won it. And so he he won some sort of prize. So give him a hearty <laughs> congratulations. That's awesome. Because that's hilarious. That is hilarious. And happy birthday week to our pal Keelan. No such thing as birthday week. He got a happy birthday yesterday. I finished, You're such a fun friend. I finished eighth last year, by the way, out of the tournament. Which means the Nobody top seven should cares. have been disqualified. 
So I beat Tristan. All right, send Wait, us so an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Right, what was Tristan? It wasn't, wasn't ahead of me. And uh, you are all fantastic. When did, where did people. I finish? Uh, definitely not in that number. You can look at Google Yahoo Fantasy History, and then you can see where you finished. Okay. It was not ahead of me. I think you're lying. No, I actually did pretty well last year. Did you edit the... You edited the TOC page. No, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. (laughs)